it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. This is the main event. Dildo Corn is alive. And kicking. Come on over here, I'll headbutt your ass a couple times if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> This brother breaking off a 40-yard run. This brother, come on, zip it. I hope I didn't piss off Jesus. You call that a penalty? <laughs> Who's yeah, number I one, though? Who's number one? It's the L.A. Clippers. Oh, shut up! You're saying it wrong, people. I would get him pregnant. Uh, fuck you. Uh, they just called in and hangs up, you motherfucker. That fucking pisses me off. Are you in the shower now? Totally in the shower. Yeah, dude. He's not a coke dad. You mean James? Stupid idiot. You're a stupid <laughs> idiot. For getting so fucking uptight over fucking nothing. You're clearly lying. You're clearly just Why would I lie? Why would I lie? What attention? Yes, you do. No, I don't. You're a comic. Got it. Uh, guys, welcome to Punch Drunk Sports, where losers lose. So I'm here with my good man, Johnny. He's drinking piss in outer space. And my good friend, welcome our guest, Mike Carter. He's got a new podcast. My Probably my number one baseball friend, I would say. I would say of all of my friends, baseball is your number one thing. True or false? Oh, that's true. But I, I would think that your best, your best baseball friend is your manager. He's up there, too. Chase is up there, too. What's your team? I, What's your team? Oh, he's a big White Sox guy. Big, big. Oh, thank God. Okay. I thought he was going to be a Phillies fan. No, sadly, sadly, I'm a White Sox fan. Long suffering. I'm okay with that. Born and raised in Chicago. Mm -hmm. That's true. Chicago guy. Went to, now here's one of your claims to fame. When I met you, I think, do you remember when we first met? I do. I do not. When was it and how drunk was I? Well, I would just use a few key words here. First time I met you, Ball State, the Chug. Okay, sure. I see. I thought I met you at high school. I thought I met you at maybe Albert's graduation party or something. No, I didn't know. So I didn't know him yet then. So the, my connection to Chris is that his cousin, Mike Pollock, and I went to high school together. Right. And so he and I were really good friends. He's the first person who ever got me high. God love him. And, you know, we we were good friends in high school. And then we went to Indiana and we we just ended up living on the same dorm floor, if you can imagine, of all the people in the world. So Chris lived two stories down from where we were at, and that's how we met. And then Chris and I became obviously really good friends. Uh-huh. Now you and his the as well as getting at your claim to fame to me when I met you was you went to high school, maybe junior high school with Jenny McCarthy. I did. Yeah. And 
True or false, you put her foot in your mouth or you sucked her toes at some sort of dance or something? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that's my claim to fame. That's for sure. Um, Don't ask her that. <laughs> she, no, probably, she, she probably she, had her foot in so many fucking no, people's oh, mouths. I'm she doesn't sure. remember. No, you know, what's really funny, though, is that um, she's from a family of, of four girls and they grew up across the street from a guy that I played baseball with from the time that I was like six, seven years old. And I would go over to his house and he's a way better player than me. And I was, his name was Alan Ripka. And I said, I want to go play fast pitch with you so you can get me better. He's like, yeah, we'll go play in the morning. But in the afternoon, I want to go swim in the McCarthy's pool. I go, I don't have time for that shit. I don't want to go swimming in the McCarthy's pool. I want to play baseball. And he's like, no, you're going to go. You'll love the view. Like we're going to go. Oh, I bet you yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Jenny was a year older than me in school. We went to grade school together. We didn't have junior high in the city there. Um, so we went to grade school together and then I went to an all boys private high school and she went to an all girls Catholic high school because where I grew up, you can't really go to public school and like live, you know, like you can't you're not going to survive it most likely. <laughs> so that's where I ended up going. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I, her family is a wonderful family. They're really, really great people. Her, her mom and dad were both really actively involved in our school and the church and stuff like that. Her mom did this thing that was really interesting and she used to get dressed up as a clown every year. It was fucking scary. Like she was like like not like andy the clown i mean like like the you know like you know the the clown from it and shit like you're just kind of crazy looking stuff right. you know yeah but it was pretty they were great people and she's she's always been super kind like real down-to-earth person um really cool when she made when so we were like in college right when she went on to that one what was that mtv show she was on the, the fucking she was oh, on I like some i don't remember but i do remember this so uh paulette subscribed to playboy singled out yeah singled, singled out, out. Yeah. that's what it was johnny yes yeah. but she was she was um in playboy and so mike gets it and we're sitting around one night and he goes hey he's like Didn't you you knew somebody named jenny mccarthy from your neighborhood right I go, yeah yeah and i look at the pictures i go oh that's not her though i don't look anything like her and then they open up the centerfold and they had a picture of her in her saint tribute cheerleading uniform i go holy shit that really is her I have a picture of me standing in the exact same spot because it was one of those photographers, right? They take the picture, move you on, take the picture, move you on, cheerleaders, football players, everybody kind of yeah. went through the line. Hilarious. I was like, oh, my God, that really is her. I, I Needless to say, I saw her in a new light that day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet now we're all of her sisters hot, too. We'll get to sports, but this is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, one of her Yeah, they're all wonderful, beautiful human beings, like really great people. Um, she's the... She's one of four, and her, one of her sisters, I think, either still is or was the leading scorer in DePaul at DePaul University women's basketball history. Oh shit, that's like yeah, a good no, basketball. She could too. she could really play. Her name was uh, Joanne. Great, great player. That's not like the school that Johnny's college team just whooped up on Johnny. No, the Johnsonville Brats or whatever they were called. What are they called, Johnny? <laughs> what did you say they were? <laughs> it's Johnson yeah, Johnny, C. Smith. It's the premium historically black college in North Carolina. That's what, what they is, are. What does that mean? I don't know. That's what they were saying on the broadcast <laughs> last night. They kept saying it's the top historically black university in North Carolina. Which I, I mean, it, well, here we it is. Know. Okay, it's a, on their website. If you look it up, it says JCSU is where the brightest come to be brilliant, and they capitalize brilliant. I don't know what that's about. Uh, they have a thousand students, a thousand ninety-three students, and they're, according to them, the number one private historically black college or university in North Carolina. So there you go. They have fifteen Division two teams. Uh, so they're Division two. So the number one university, the number one 
NCAA basketball team plays them a little tune-up game. And how 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 much did you guys win by Johnny? I think 61, 61 points. It's 101 Six, to 40. 101 to 40. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude, they played. I mean, we played our white guys for the last 10 minutes, too. It was not it was not good. Now that's that's what Carolina wanted. We know this is a racist state you come from, Johnny. We know everybody in your family has a we have a black history. coach. What are you talking about? They they don't. The only reason we're playing this team is because his mother went there, which I don't understand that. Because he said later they asked him if he would play the school where his son goes, and they were like, "I'm not sure my wife would let me because it would be such a beatdown." So why you're okay just beating the shit out of your mother's school? I his don't mother's understand probably that. no longer with us. That's why. Oh, I, yeah, there now, you go. Now, yeah. is do they is there some payout for the school in that regard? Like I don't really know how yeah. that works. Do they is that why yeah. they did it? Yeah, they get a nice check. Yeah, for sure to come up for that. Yeah, definitely. So would they give us a check if the three of us played against North Carolina? Because I don't mind getting my <laughs> ass whipped for money. Like, yeah, we, we might die. It might be a Tom Segura situation, honestly. <laughs> oh, <if we> no. <laughs> you, I tell you this, you, if you can find out how much they got paid, Johnny, for half of that amount, I will let every person on North Carolina rape me. Every one of them. It was twelve dollars, team. Six bucks. They can all have. Some. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, six bucks they can all get some oh man now johnny now i want to talk to to you michael about because you just coached your son's team that's the expos hat reference here right correct yeah and they won their little league championship i I can give i'm sorry i can give you an answer on that really quickly the exhibitions are not big paydays for division two teams uh the standard payout is in the ten thousand dollar range now this was an answer for duke but i assume it would be about the same for us ten to twenty thousand absolutely pretty universal you had me with you had me with twelve bucks. <laughs> you think I'm not gonna let these guys dick me down for five grips? Come go get on, your, man. go get yourself a six pack of zombie dust, bro. You're in. And I'm yeah, that's that's a free sixer right there, bro. <laughs> now you coached your little league, your son's a little kid. Now, Johnny, I think I told you the story about Mike. Wonderful kid. Both of his kids are just absolutely adorable. Love mm-hmm. both of them. His son is might be the funniest little kid. That you will ever see. He's constantly stealing beers. And I'm talking about when he was five or six. He'd always have pictures of him trying to steal a beer. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you this story about Jack. When when he must have been about five. And mm-hmm. we were at Albert's Fourth of July party. And he says to me, hey, T, you want to see my marble collection? And I go, of course I do, buddy. I'd love to see your marble collection. He takes me down in the basement, puts his hand in his pocket and pulls out two marbles. Oh, I thought this was going another direction. <laughs> I thought he was pulling out his nuts. Well, he'll now, do that. He'll do that too. Yeah. I think now, I think now he probably would. You bet. Pulls <laughs> That's a pretty good old, gag, actually. He pulls out these two marbles and just rolls them across like the concrete floor. And they just roll all the way across the floor. They hit the wall. And that was it. That was it. All he's done. And then he looks up at me and he goes, pretty fucking sweet, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. And I go like this. I I was so shocked. I go, oh shit. I mean, no, not shit. Jack, you can't talk like that. He goes, I could say whatever I want. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he does. I mean, he, he's been that way since he started speaking. Um, he told his, gonna... didn't he tell his teacher, his kindergarten teacher, that she had a badonkadonk, and then he pretended like he didn't know what it meant. Yes, and then he and then he acted like he didn't know what he had just said. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. My we, nephew we... keeps mooning his class. He, he's got a real problem. He keeps taking his ass out and mooning people. 
It's all about little boys and their butts, man. Uh, boys, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Little boys. Oh my and god, nudity. that's funny. Little boys and nudity, they just love it. Now, so you, what's it like? I mean, how stressed are you coaching your little kid? Because you love them and you get to know all these little kids. Were you having like, I would have meltdowns. No, no, you know, I mean, I think, I think for me, I mean, I, obviously we don't take ourselves too seriously, but I think uh, for me, I what I do with Jack is I let. I let the other guys coach him up a little bit more just because of the fact that at the end of the day, I still got to be dad. And I have an idea of uh, the way that I think things are supposed to play out. And um, if I coach him too hard, then he gets upset and it, with me and then it, it carries over to home. So I found it really what we, if you find the right group of kids to put somebody with, I'm a big believer in like neighborhood kids should play with the kids in the neighborhood. Right. Like I still talk to guys that I played with when I was seven, eight years old, when I played baseball, when I was first starting to play. And so uh, get a bunch of good kids together and good families, people that are like-minded and then teach them the right way to go about playing. And the way that I teach the boys about playing is, you know, your stats don't matter. I don't care. You're not playing for a contract. This isn't Aaron judge land. You we're, we're going to play to win the game. This is the thing. These are the things that we're going to do. So like this year I taught them things like this is how you, when a ball set to the outfield and you're on third, less than two outs, come back and tag. They're 11, you know, like, and the other teams in our league don't do that stuff. They and we 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 coach it. We um really demand them to play hard and aggressive, and it shows up. You know, I mean, you, you get results when you do things the right way, and and they did. You know, so it's stressful in the regards of like I want all the kids to have a good time. I want them to really enjoy it. I want them to come back next year. Stressful in terms of winning. Yeah, hell, we all want to win, but we were the fr- we were the first team in the history of the league to run the table. We ran the table. We didn't lose uh, since season started in early August. We have a spring season, a fall season. It's got in the fall season. We didn't lose. And the last game we won 10 to nine, it was a nail biter. And parents were like shitting bricks on the stands. It was hilarious. I kept looking over at them and they're just like, they were all nervous. Even Katie who like could give two shits about who's winning or losing was like, Oh my God, that was really stressful. You know? Um, I loved it. I think that's what you play for. You play to be in the big games, right? And big, the big Fox Valley baseball league championship. (laughs) You 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 ever you ever coach him throw a little chin music? Well, <laughs> it's funny you say that because one of the things that I did that I did teach the boys this year that came back in the championship game that was hilarious was speaking of the devil, there he is. Is that Jack? Hey, hey Jack, you want to say hi? You want to be on a podcast? No. So we <laughs> um <laughs> we did uh um I, I taught the catchers. I said you know when you have plays at the plate, this is how I want you to handle it. And I, when a guy comes to the plate, I want you to tag him with impunity. And they didn't understand what that meant. I said, it just means tag him really hard. So at the end of the game, what the second out of the last inning, our catcher dove at the guy and tagged the guy who was trying to steal home. And he's like, was that was that with impurity? I go, impurity <laughs> and, and, and impunity and impunity. Yes, yes. Very well done, sir. It was great. It was great. It's really fun. I love, I love it. Jack is also responsible for giving me the worst uh, uh, fucking roasted marshmallow I ever had in my life. <laughs> this last 4th of July, everyone's roasting marshmallows. They're having contests like who can make it the best and shit, all the kids. Yeah. And uh, he roasts marshmallow for maybe two seconds. And he goes, T, take this. And I pull it off the stick, and it is just liquid. I mean, it is so sticky. It took forever to get this shit off my hands. And I'm oh, eating that's it. The he goes, you're welcome, T. You're welcome. I go, Jack, that was terrible. 
what do you mean it was terrible? He starts arguing with me. Like I just threw him out of a game or something. I go, look at my hands. I couldn't touch anything. The next two days, everything I touched was just like, like a flypaper in my hand. It was like flypaper. Everything was sticking to me for two days. Oh, it's, man, that's funny. It's funny. Kids so hilarious. Now, Carter, you just started your first podcast, right? You just started a podcast called... Yeah. Now, explain this to me, because is it on the triple... What is it called? Triple Play Fantasy Network. Yeah. yeah. But yours is called the Fantasy Baseball Beat. Yeah. So it's um I've done a lot of podcasts, as you know. I mean, I know you've always listened and shared them, which I really appreciate. Thank you, T. Um, I, I started going on them really um about two two and a half years ago. I was um we were in the middle of COVID, you know, and I was home. My school my school shut down, and we were doing everything from home and. Um, I started writing uh, uh, fantasy baseball stuff and uh, got hooked on with a, a couple of different websites and still do that. But what happened this uh, this fall was I got a really unique opportunity. I'm pretty good friends with the guys who run the Triple Play Fantasy Network. And uh, they had reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in doing like a weekly pod. And I said, well, sure. I, I don't know that I can host it. I don't know that I have enough time to be able to do that, but I would love to be part of something and when they told me who was getting involved carlos marcano and uh chris torres two of my favorite fantasy baseball analysts on twitter honestly um i couldn't say no and so we got on it so the the main gist of what we're going to be doing is it's all going to have a fantasy baseball bent but what we're doing is we're inviting major league baseball beat writers to come on to the podcast for a 30 minute window at the beginning of it to talk about the prognosis for the team the next year so we just had Craig Mish on last week from, um, you know, he covers the Marlins uh, real heavily down in Florida and had him come on and talk about some of the the prognostications for guys kind of coming forward. Um, you know, rookies that might look to have an impact next year, the direction that he feels the team might be going in. And we feel this is really valuable because these are people that are with the team every day. You know, yeah. you with the three of us are just watching from afar, but you know, somebody like Craig is in, he's in the clubhouse, you know, he, he's yeah. getting an idea of what's going on. And so, we feel like that's a, a an angle that hasn't really been covered in a fantasy baseball podcast. Obviously, there's a shitload of fantasy baseball podcasts out there, and everybody's kind of got their favorites and things that they like about what those are. But we think that this is a unique angle to kind of cover that. And then at the end, we're going to be doing um, kind of our own you know reactions to uh, what just happened on on the podcast that we just had, listening to the the beat reporter coming on and, and trying to engage with people in a little bit different way. So far the, the, um, the feedback we've gotten has been really positive. I mean, obviously I don't have a great radio voice or, uh, you know, radio face even, but you got a good uh, radio face. I tell you, it's big and fat and puffy. Um, but your face is perfect for radio. (laughs) Right. But I think, I think it's going to be a really cool thing. And and we don't really know exactly where it's going to go yet. That's just kind of been, we've recorded twice so far. Um, we're going to be, we're going to be covering the Red Sox next and, and we're just kind of doing it in order of when we get, uh, reporters to come back and not surprisingly, they love to talk. I mean, they, they're really an underutilized part of the fantasy baseball game. Um, people don't follow them. People don't really know who they are and they're really, really valuable members of, of kind of trying to figure out what's going on and anything that we can do to help people get an edge and win more money. That's what it's really about. Right. So. Sure. Hey, can I pitch a segment for your show? You can use it. You can not use whatever. We'll, we'll, let's call it uh, hitting, hitting, hitting dongs, hitting dongers, hitting hitting dongers. dongers. <laughs> and then you ask these beat writers for each specific team who's got the biggest wang, who's got that's a Louisville a, slugger. <laughs> that's a really great. That's a great idea. I'm sure I like that. Be, yeah, I like that. And I it, mean, it, I'm it, sure. 
I'm sure Aaron Judge just has a fucking frozen rope in his pants. Wouldn't it be great if it was like we had like the Astros guy on and he's like, hey, Altuve's hung like a bull, you know? Like, wouldn't that be hilarious? He's like trash cans with his dick. <laughs> he's five foot four and he's like, you know, got the biggest wang on the team. Oh, right, that would be right. hilarious. You know sports and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, NBA, or aim for a low-risk, high-reward jackpot with the all-new MyBookie Money Bag. Money Bag is a -a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spend for crazy odds on props and futures. Place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up for free today and use the promo code PDS, as in Punch Drunk Sports, and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's the promo code PDS to claim your bonus. And if you make a deposit between now and Halloween, you'll also grab 31 free spins in the MyBookie Casino. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Now, speaking yeah. of which, let's talk a little uh, World Series. Johnny, I know you're probably out. Johnny's a gigantic Braves. Well, I, I want the Phillies to lose now. I, I really hate the Phillies. And, and I, I know the Astros, they're cheaters, but I can't I can't do it. I hate the Phillies. Their fans are the most obnoxious people on the planet. They talk shit all year, even though they were in barely. I mean, they're so lucky to make the playoffs. They barely made the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't deal with an offseason of Phillies fans, honestly. <laughs> I like him as underdogs. I like they got Schwarber. I like that he kind of, they kind of rode him this far of being an ex-Cub. Uh, and I just – I I hate – And you I got Castellanos, Houston. a guy who can't – I mean, was a terrible defender all year. Now he's coming up with all these great catches and stuff. It's I just – it's annoying, dude. You know, I don't like Keith Olbermann, uh, but he had a good point the other day on Twitter. He mm-hmm. said – what is the point now of the regular season if not to just extract money from people? Mm-hmm. If you have a team like the Dodgers, 110 plus wins, team like the Braves, the teams like the Mets, all more than 100 wins, and the they're Yankees. all sit, they're all sitting at home. Yeah, the Yankees too, but I mean they at least made it to the CS. You know, I mean right. they're they're all sitting at home after the 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 DS now. I mean, and then he says he says that's the reason why. The World Series has become a niche event for the fans of the two teams. Those are that's most. I mean, the ratings over the past decade have been in the shitter. I'm sure the ratings on this one have to be bad because, but the World Series, you know, up until the '60s, it was just the two best teams that won the pennant from each, from the National League and the American League. They went directly to the World Series, and it was those teams that fought it out. And it was it was a global phenomenon. You know, it was a huge event. Everybody watched. Now, I mean, there are other factors. But now it's very much, a, you know, just an event for the fans of those teams, really. Uh, mm. and, and, and you know, they keep expanding the playoffs, which I got, you've got to think now that they, they, they maybe have some regrets about that now that they had lost their Yankees and their Dodgers. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they keep it this way going forward. It is interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I think one of the things I – I, I agree with you. I mean, I you know, you have an 89 win and an 87 win team that make it all the way down to the nitty gritty of the playoffs. And 
a lot of people, a lot of fans, you know, perceive that as being the wrong thing. I've been calling for what it's worth for expanded wildcard playoffs for a long time. I don't know how I feel about having an extra team in it, but I love the fact that the wildcard was best of three instead of just a win. Yeah, it shouldn't all. be. One game is a joke. Yeah, one game but is a bad idea. But the problem, don't you agree that the problem is now, because it seems like the teams that got the five-day layoffs – Boy, they look sluggish in those. They look first sluggish. Games. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah I mean, for sure. But the Braves just never got it back. The Braves never got it back. They ended the season, you know, stomping the Mets and hot, and then they never got it back. Uh, so I, it's... one of the things that's interesting that I read last week, you know, because I I have to read a lot about baseball, <laughs> obviously. But yeah. from nine from nineteen sixty nine through last year, the team with the best record in baseball only won the World Series fourteen times out of the fifty two years that we're talking. So as long as as long as Teeb has been alive, essentially, um, 27, 27 percent of the time, 14 times in 52 years has the team with the best record won. And so a lot of people are are upset about people that I talk to anyway are, hey, you know, the so and so won 87 games and they won. Well, the Braves only won 88 last year and they won last year. And they got hot at the right time. You know, we have the 2006 Cardinals that won 83 games and won. They beat the Padres and the Mets and the Tigers in order teams that were stacked to be able to win the whole thing, you know? So like, it's not a perfect scenario, obviously. Right. I totally right. agree with you. I mean, I, I think people want to see the Yankees and the Dodgers doing battle, but I don't give a shit about that. Cause all I see them doing is throwing money around and, and buying the things that they want. Well, that's I the actually, other problem. I actually kind of root for teams like that to lose. Honestly. Yeah, no, like, me too. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you see, I mean, what the Dodgers are doing, if God, if they end up, you know, if they end up with like Judge or something like, I mean, come on, dude. I'm, I'm just oh, might stop man, watching baseball. I might stop watching baseball. I mean, well, it's just unfair. It's unfair. Is that the only place he would be interested in going other than no. staying in New York? San Francisco wants him really badly yeah. from oh, what yeah, they're saying, brand. and they yeah, and that. he could he would be an icon there. I mean, I. I look at him and think he should be a Yankee forever, but I don't. I think Cashman could really fuck this thing up. Honestly, me too. I, I, yeah, easily. Which is crazy. Easily. Which is crazy to think about the Yankees letting a guy like that off the hook is unbelievable. Yeah, there's been some scuttlebutt here in Chicago. I don't know if it's really true or not. I mean, you know, they always say a lot, but there's been a lot of talk that Rizzo and Judge would be a package deal to San Francisco. Wow. Ooh, the Riz. Oh, now tell me he if played I have well this in the wrong. hey he played well in the playoffs too so he did he did yeah. yeah he did he did tell me if I have this wrong because I think I remember now right after college maybe didn't you do a thing where you went to every almost every uh, uh, stadium baseball stadium in the country and wrote about your experience in each stadium no you know what was crazy here's the thing that's so upsetting about that even to this day so um. Our roommates got together and planned that they did all 30. They did 30 baseball stadiums in 30 days and got David Sunflower seats to pay for the bulk of it um, as they did it. I was supposed to be the third person who was going, but I had to finish a class uh, for my undergrad still and and was getting on to go to work. And so I didn't end up being able to go now. Damon, my roommate Damon wrote quite a bit about it. And then I subsequently wrote some things about it. But I've been writing on and off about baseball probably for the last 20 years. And then when the kids were really little, I didn't do it. And then when COVID hit, I had an opportunity. I started working for SP Streamer, who was a a really great guy, Michael Simeone. And he gave me a chance. And now I'm working at Fantrax, which is really up and coming. I mean, we had 
uh, our meeting last month, they said that we had over 5 million hits uh, this year during the baseball season on the website, which to me seems like a lot. Maybe it's not, I don't know, but that's um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, and so people are that's reading five million more hits than we're going to get on this show. So <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not true. Nu- that's not true. Number. That's no, not true. You, that's the, absolutely not true. And a lot of, I know a lot of people listen to you guys. So, yeah. um, no, I think I think it's going to be. Um, I, I I've been doing that for a while, and and I really have the bug to do it. You know, it's a really great uh, hobby to have. That's a a nice release from the work week. You know, my work week can be pretty crazy. So, what what was the best stadium they rated, and what was the worst experience from a like best to worst? What were the bookends of like this was a great stadium, everything was great, and this stadium fucking sucked, and and why? Great well, question, they- Jason. Great thank question. you, thank you, Johnny. We'll be right back. Now go ahead. <laughs> now remember that was like 1995, right? So yeah, the new yeah, yeah, yeah. the new stadiums were like Colorado. They loved Colorado. They mm. loved absolutely loved Denver. They loved Camden Yards. Um, they they were a little bit down on Fenway because they felt like it smelled and it was kind of in a funky part of town and they didn't really know what they were doing. They really liked Toronto for some reason. I think just because they were in Canada and they liked it. Um. Milwaukee was not a great setup for them. They they had trouble getting in and out. I think they also got a ticket there and didn't care for being in Milwaukee too much. But one of the things that I really remember the most was um, this is when the White Sox had uh, Ken Harrelson and Tom Pachorik as their um, announcers. And Pachorik was half in the bag, I guess, while they were there. And he kept calling. He, Mike Pollock looks exactly like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dead ringer for Jeffrey Dahmer. Pull up a picture, Teeb. I'm serious. And That's so, funny. and so, Pachora kept calling him Dahmer and like putting his arm around him and saying, like, I guess on like on TV and stuff like that. I guess it was crazy. And they were just like, they wanted to get away from him so badly because it was really. Kind I'm of never a, gonna be able a, to look at Pollock again. No, 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 no. Listen, he's gonna be so mad that I said that, but like, it's true. Like, it's true. He's better looking than Dahmer, but man, I swear to God, when Mike's clean shaven, he's a fucking dead ringer for for Dahmer. That's hilarious. I mean, he doesn't share his Dahmer's affinity for, you know, cannibalism, but he's no, no stranger to boners. He's no stranger to boners. No, he's not going to he he's not going to kill and eat anyone, although I could see him drilling a tiny hole into somebody's head like Dahmer did. I mean, I could see Mike. <laughs> I could see Mike doing that. Oh, absolutely. Did you guys see uh, not to ch- totally change the subject on baseball right now, but this Chris Redshit took you from the other night? The comedian? Yeah. No, he goes. He goes to the. Uh, uh, I just read this right before the show. He goes to uh, the stand in New York, one of the bigger clubs in New York. He getting out of his car, and somebody that was dressed like a security guard, this really big guy, dressed like a security guard, as Chris Red's getting out of his car, tr- is trying to steal his chain, which broke. He didn't even get the chain. Hits Chris Red right in the fucking nose with brass knuckles. Ooh. Oh. Fuck. Fucks his whole shit up. He was in the hospital. Oh, I'm just okay. I'm looking at the video here, the surveillance video. Holy There's shit! There's so much blood all down the stairs because that's a club that's like in the basement. So all of this, there was so. Where much was he going? Blood. The the cellar? You said the cellar. I mean, not the stand. Yeah, the cellar. Yeah. Oh yeah, here goes the video. This is him right here. Oh shit! He just drops like a. Oh oh, oh. he's out, dude. Gone. Oh my God! I see what you're yeah, saying about the blood here too. Look at this all. Look at all. I mean, it, it was that was, it was way more than that. It was blood everywhere. But Jiminy Christmas, man, it's so scary. It's hard. It's scary to be a comic these days. For, uh, I, I blame Will Smith. Ever since he slapped Chris Rock, everybody's and that's, fucking. That's why I don't wear chains. So <laughs> is that why, Johnny? Mm-hmm. That's why you don't wear <laughs> chains, Johnny. That's right. 
That's right. So poor Chris Red. Yeah, that's oh man. Well, oh, he got so jacked up. Holy cow. One of my man. biggest fears has always been, you know, you don't want to get jumped, you know, but getting hit with brass knuckles has always have you ever had brass knuckles on oh, your dude, own? Hand? Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of go like this on your own fist and you go, oh my God. You kill somebody that way. That's why I mean absolutely yeah. could kill somebody with those muscles. Absolutely. If I was a boxer, I would go brass knuckles on both gloves and then tape over it and then put them right in the gloves. They never That's- notice. So what you hear about like Margarito plastering his, you know, his inside his gloves, you know, and he was, yeah, yeah, he killed a guy. He was putting that plaster of Paris on his That's knuckles it. and killed a guy. Oh my god, just that. And so imagine that was like, what that was like in the early nineties. That was like when we were in college, I think. Oh my god, killed him, straight up killed him. Now, Wap, let me ask you this real quick, and I've always wondered this: what is your? Because you have this, I noticed this little love affair with taking off your own shoes and throwing them in swimming pools. Why, why, why do you do that? What? Well, sometimes, sometimes what happens is you're around a group of people and you maybe become overserved and you stop paying attention. <laughs> and there's a guy there that's a pretty funny guy who has a tendency to become overserved himself. And when Ooh. he becomes, when he becomes overserved, sure, he sure, does, sure. he does sort of idiotic things like, peel his own shirt off and like, you know, make up something for a straw and slurp it out of his own cup. Or then he takes your shoes and takes them off of your feet and flips them into the pool and then refuses to go get them. So <laughs> does okay, his I'm, name, does his name rhyme with Mason Shmebo? Is that it, it does. It does. <laughs> and and then, and, and then it turns into a battle of will because I'm not going to go get my shoes that I didn't throw into the pool out of them. So my daughter I didn't even know sitting, there was a pool behind me. My daughter is sitting there in limbo wondering what to do like an existential crisis because I, my shoes are in the pool. It's yeah. about 40 it's like 45 degrees outside and Teeb is refusing to be rational. He's got his shirt yeah. off. He's wandering yeah. around town looking for fireworks or whatever the hell it is that he's doing in that moment. And my shoes end up <laughs> in the pool. They've never been the same. They've never been the same. I still have them. They Every time I put them on, they still squeak uh, water out of them. Oh, <laughs> so you ruined the man's shoes, Jason. He ruined them. I was, yeah. I will say this. We were in an argument. All of us were arguing. And all you guys are White Sox fans. Correct. And I'm the only Cubs fan that was sitting there. Ron wasn't there. So I'm the only one. And we made a bet. We did. You remember, you remember the bet? And we're still holding to this. Yeah. The next team out of the Cubs or White Sox to win the World Series, the other guy can't eat pizza for one year. Yeah. Yeah. Or pizza related products. You can't start getting an addiction to like that's it. You you can't have like Totino's pizza rolls exactly stromboli or nothing, nothing, right? Nothing. Basically basically nothing with red sauce is what you're saying. Right. And so here's the thing, right? Going into going into last year, I was like, I like my chances as a White Sox fan. Well, that's what look, I was going to say. What happened with that fucking Bob? White Sox? Oh, Jeez. well, you know, when you have the crypt keeper for your manager, that's that's first off part of the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he's he was half dead all season. And I mean, it was just awful. That was such he, a weird hire. That was such it, a weird hire. Well, it, it was, uh, you know, he was the manager of the Sox in the mid 80s and they fired fired him when they made Ken Harrelson the general manager. Ken Harrelson fired him. And then Reinsdorf, the owner's 85 and wanted to right a wrong and hired him thinking that they had a red carpet to the World Series because they were supposed to have <laughs> such a such a great team. And he thought anybody of, anybody could manage that much talent. Asleep at the wheel. So here, here's a true true story. So the day that he walked Trey Turner with a one and two count with two outs, Jack and I were at the game. And I was with Pollock, as a matter of fact, and his nephew. 
and we're sitting there and we're shooting the shit and I talking to Mike, not paying attention. All of a sudden I see Turner's on first. So I asked Jack, I go, did he get hit? He goes, no, I don't know what happened. I was like, well, there was a one and two count last I looked. Then the guy next to me says, oh, he just walked him intentionally. I was like, what in the fuck? So then the next guy comes up, hits a three-run homer off of our shitty lefty, Tanner Banks or whatever, Bennett Souza, whoever the hell it was. And and that was the ball game. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then after the game, instead of saying, yeah, this was my thought process, he doubled down on it and said, well, everybody knows that he's a such-and-such hitter with a one-and-two count. I go, you, he, he had the guy on the ropes with two outs. What are you doing? Uh, and then yeah, he did it again a couple other times, and it was just mind-boggling stupidity. His post-game press conferences were really something to watch because it was literally like watching the angry old man down your street in his robe, you know, trying to get you off of his lawn and getting his paper in the morning. It was ex- it was awful. One of my Terrible. best you- friends is a big White Sox fan, and he was just, I mean, he talked so much shit coming into this season. I don't I know mean, a single person that liked him. I, I don't know a single person that was like, you know what? Yeah, give, give, him, a, give him a break. I mean, the Chicago White Sox fans are vicious. Well, yeah, but the other part of it, too, is that the guy's an asshole, right? I mean, he he gets pulled over for DUI. He's drunk as a skunk. He pounds wine. Everyone knows it. Everyone in the city knows it. And he pulled aside. He's like, hey, I'm a Hall of Famer. You got to let me off the hook. Yeah, that was great. You know, like you're nobody cares who you are. Like you're an idiot. You're You're going to kill somebody. Right. You, you, You have more money than God. Take an Uber. Hire a driver. Hire me. You know, nothing you makes have, me more nuts than that. Than these he, rich people right? getting the DUIs. I go, you could have anybody drive you. Anybody. You have all the money in the world, you know, to have somebody drive you. And you go, ah, fuck it. I'm going to fucking drive. I'm, yeah. I'm big. I'll tell you what. If I was his driver, we'd have like a casino repeat, man. Let me tell you. Like, he's going down if I was his driver. Like, we're going to make sure that nobody has to see him again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But now, who know, now, now they're talking around here like, oh, you know, Ozzy Ian got an interview. It's like, why on earth would you revisit that? Oh, God. Why, what yeah. do they think? What are you doing? You know, anybody, honestly, just about anybody would be better. I, the guy from uh, Houston, Espada, is highly thought of. Uh, Dusty's right-hand man. Maybe Dusty wins. He rides off into the sunset and Espada gets the Astros job. I don't know. But I haven't really heard much scuttlebutt up here about who's going to get that job. And I'm not thrilled with some of the names that I've heard. That's the that's the only reason, right? That I mean, I want the Phillies to lose, but other than that, that you root for the Astros, it's just for Dusty to finally to get. And Dusty's to... a great guy. Have you guys ever met Dusty? No. no. Have you? Well, no. so my brother is a liquor distributor in Chicago, and he used to um he used to um invite us to dinners. So he they hired like Ozzy Gian, and then they had Dusty Baker come to their their like wine company dinners and whatnot. And so a couple of times my brother actually got me invited to come and sit there. And the idea was don't say anything until someone talks to you. These are for like people that are higher ups in the companies. But like when you get an opportunity to talk, feel free. And so Ozzy was great. As you would imagine, Ozzy is exactly what you would think he was like. Every other word out of his mouth is the F word. You know, he speaks English actually much better than what people think he does. But Dusty was so classy. You know, he, had, he brought all of his coaching staff with him along for the ride. He talked about playing with Hank Aaron. Like, I mean, it was like talking to a living legend, right? Like, a guy who's an icon. And you couldn't yeah. help. I'm a Sox fan. I couldn't come, help but come away from that being impressed. I was like, man, this guy really is a, a quality Class human act. being, nice guy. And I'm rooting for him too, Johnny. Like, I would really like to see if, um, you know, I'd like to see him win one. It would be really cool for him. He's been in it a long time, you know? And he's Absolutely. never won one, has he? No, never, no, no. Ne- never, never. 
Never. All these I years. Mean, yeah, he's 73 years old. He's been around the game for more than 50 years. Still sporting the sweatbands on his arms, too. And the toothpick and the, the crazy-ass latex like gloves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. couldn't couldn't you get something like designer, like get it like an Astros logo or something on those those gloves? I mean, what the yeah. fuck is he doing? Couldn't somebody just make him like a cool ass fucking like, right? You know, make him like I think a he's superstitious. I think he's superstitious. Well, I know he's old yeah. and he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to get COVID, but I'm like Jesus God, it's, it's an awful look, you know. Now I'm gonna th- I'm gonna thread with with Mike and um, a couple of my other buddies from Chicago and you know Chris and everybody. And one thing that we always do, put in crazy stats. Like, you know, you see a crazy stat, it always pops up in that. And you're the first one to pop that stat up that this is the first time since 1950 that both World Series teams did not have an African-American player. That's it's insane. Cr- it is crazy. And and I, and the first thing that I thought of when Mike posted that was, isn't it ironic? You know, MLB marketing is so poorly done, right? At MLB marketing that you're you're not getting kids in the inner cities that are playing baseball anymore. It just doesn't happen. Like you drive through the neighborhoods where I grew up, there's no places for these kids to play. And MLB does a horseshit job of marketing that. Like, why would you not look at like, like they did the Dairy Queen thing with Tim Anderson, right? Now I know Tim Anderson's a flawed guy, right? But he's an African-American guy, really talented player. Why are we not marketing more of that around? You know, like I, I, I don't. I just don't get it. Like, I don't know why they're not sending those guys into the cities and 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 having them, you know, market the game. These kids are. We're losing kids to lacrosse for Christ's sake. I mean, lacrosse is a fine sport. I don't mean it that way, but like, we're losing a generation of kids. And then here's a great idea. Then let's have the World Series at eight eight o'clock on a Friday night, so that no little kid can watch it after yeah. they've been at school all week. They're passed out at nine o'clock. What are they? What are they oh, doing? I forgot it was on. I forgot it was. Well, that's right. another thing I have a beef with the playoff scheduling. I mean, you had the Braves, the defending World Series champions, who are inexplicably five hundred on the season in day games. I mean, it's the less they were actually worse than five hundred in day games. That's weird. Yeah, really weird. And it, it was just true all season. They were bad in day games. They didn't get one primetime game. They played every every game was scheduled for the day. They had one game that the one that they won was it ended up being played at night because of rain delay, but. Yeah, because because you got the West Coast. Uh, so you got people playing, you know, who are supposed to what take off work, I guess, on a Tuesday to go at 4 p.m. down to, uh, you know, out not even in the city of Atlanta anymore. Right. Cobb right. County. So, it, I, yeah, I mean, it's that I have a real problem with their scheduling. When you're up against the Yankees, they're always getting primetime, even in the playoffs. Right. right. And, and then what do you have happen? Right. So then you've got a little kid who might be interested in watching that game with their He's dad at school. or their mom or whatever. They're at school, and then they get home and they're doing homework. Meanwhile, they could see Ronald Acuna in primetime. They don't get to see him. Yeah. They don't even – kids up here have never even heard of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like – it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. They've done yeah. more to kill the game just by doing what they do and not really being open-minded to any of it than just about any other sport that I can think of. Well, Man- Manfred's, a, you know, a glorified organized crime boss, really. I mean, he's mm-hmm. – when you hear all the shit he did during the <laughs> during the steroid era to crack down on that, like, do you, are you familiar with the story of him going down to Florida and tracking down on that A Rod shit? I mean, he was just just grinder, a grinder, just a real piece of shit down there, like a mm-hmm. mechanic. A, I don't even know. I mean, what, what would you say, like a a, a capo or whatever? Yeah, uh, a, hen- a henchman, a bagman, right? Yeah, like a henchman. Just, yeah, yeah. I yeah mean, that, just, that was, and now he's running the MLB just like that. And when it needs actually a soft touch and somebody who's more of a marketer, he's but running that's because it, the like owner. That's because that's what the owners want, though. They want him to be their their bulldog, right? They yeah. don't. They don't. They don't want 
they don't care about marketing. They, what do they care about? They care about making money. They care about the money in their pockets. They don't care about marketing the game. How many how many owners are there in major leagues that are minority? How many owners are there in major league baseball that are women? None. I'm fine. Well, yeah, that. some some owners aren't even uh, a person like the Braves. I mean, they're owned by uh, a truck. I mean, like a, a stock, you know, a publicly right. traded company, which is just a nightmare when you want to spend money on baseball players having well, to right. Go to I mean, shareholders. Right, right. So like they, you know, they ended up they ended up working out for the Braves. Okay, right. Losing Freeman ended up working out okay. I yeah, guess, okay. But, and I yeah, especially but he in the but he wanted he wanted to be back there. Yeah. Yeah, that he's, and they so, try, he's I mean, sobbing at the All Star break because he's not in just, Atlanta. That's such a weird that that whole situation was so that was weird. weird. I mean, was he was really still odd. crying. He was still crying a couple of weeks ago, you, and he like he was putting out videos of his kids like watching the Braves and Braves jerseys on in the in the like in that big series against the Mets. It was very it's just a very strange situation that whole thing. Yeah, I just I guess I wouldn't feel like I had to be too loyal to anyone when I was making that kind of money. I don't know. No, me either. Yeah, but I just I mean I guess. What what are the comforts of home worth worth to you? You know, I'm willing to up this whole thing of the of the 1950s. Not not an African American on either World Series team. If that if that ever happens in the NBA, the NBA <laughs> Finals, there's no black people on either team. I'll <laughs> suck every dick in the world on YouTube. On YouTube for free, every dick in the world. You just sign up. Give, let me know what time you're gonna be there. And it's just lines of them. You know what we need to do? Happened. We we got to figure out a way to like lock team in a room and drug him for like the next six months. And <laughs> I'm then, listening. And, and then find a way to have like, you know, like Kurt Rambis and all these other white, all these old white guys playing and have him convinced that it's actually the 2022 <laughs> finals. And then team's just like, a promise is a promise, man. Let me take off my dentures. No, you, you, you got to make him think dog. he was in a coma for like 20 years or something like <laughs> that. Wag the he... dog situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Really give me the old, give me the old one too. Johnny's going now to say this because I know Mike and I, all, all three of us love, love all the same kind of music and go to a lot of concerts. Johnny's about to see Ryan Adams for the first time. Oh, no, boy. not the first time. No, no, uh, no. At a con, well, we saw him at a record store. We Amoeba. Like a yeah, set. we saw him at Amoeba. And then I saw him once at, on a festival set. Yeah. But this is the first time but, I've been I mean, to one of his shows. Yeah. Which he's yeah, been doing exactly. these three hour, like, yeah, 30 plus, sessions. 30 plus songs. Yeah. Which I'm happy. Did, he just, I, I sent you, Jason. Did you listen to that Soul Asylum cover he did? Which is I just, heard I mean, this morning when you were still, you were still asleep. One of the cheesiest, one of the cheesiest songs of the 90s that he just turns into kind of a, a you know, just a, a beautiful little ballad. I, I really, I really, he's the best. I love Ryan. Anderson. He's really, he's really good at that stuff. You know, the night he was at, the, he was playing the Chicago theater the night that we had the championship game. And so we, we, Katie and I had thought about going, um, but you know, I I he I think that's what he does really well. Like I when he tries to do the rock and stuff, I I'm I like that. But when it's just him and the guitar, I I really think he that's his his. Zone. Yeah, I'm with you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm glad that he's sober because one I saw him one time, which I guess I can share here, um, at the Riviera Ballroom in Chicago. And T is familiar with the Riv. I mean, it's a bucket the of ribs. Yeah, it's a terrible place, but a great place to see a show. And he was so drunk. The night that I saw him, it was him with an acoustic guitar and a harmonica, and he had a record player on stage. And like every third or fourth song, he would put a record on and he would just play along to the record. What? And about so about halfway through the show, he put on Madonna like a virgin and played like a virgin, like like it was karaoke almost. Like he was playing the guitar and singing in the microphone like a virgin, and people were getting up and leaving. They're like, "What the oh, fuck no. is this guy doing?" I mean, oh, it was just, no. he was he was annihilated. I mean, it was probably it has to be fifteen years ago. 
my um, my parents have this story they went to see hank williams jr one time in like a bar situation you know a smaller maybe club and he was so shit-faced he passed out on the stool and had to be carried off stage by by uh security that's well that's rem- how, remember that remember crazy? hank Hank Williams had a plastic face because he fell off the side of a mountain wasted. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it runs in the family for sure. You're, yeah. you're winning. You're winning. Your dad <laughs> died in the back seat of a car at 29. You know, that's yeah. Jesus. That's, that's yeah, Hank Williams, that, dude, was a serious oh, alcoholic. Oh, yeah, don't. We can't even talk about that. <laughs> the three of us together probably can't even touch Hank Williams at 29. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he went I as mean, hard as anybody. Team still goes pretty hard. Thank you. <laughs> especially especially when he thinks that he's going to be able to give somebody a blowjob later. Then he hey, goes really he's really hard then. You got you got to get the taste out of your mouth before the dick. That's <laughs> my fucking move. You know what I mean? It's just, so it's just, you can't even taste the fucking cock, bro. You got date night tonight. You said, "Hey, yeah, I'd love to do the podcast, but it's date night tonight." What does date night entail? I know your lovely wife. Please tell her I said hi. What are you guys doing? What are you guys going? Well, well, date night for her involved getting the COVID booster yesterday and passing out in bed as of uh, an hour ago. So, uh, we're gonna shift. We're gonna shift the plan a little, Teeb. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit the Moose Lodge. Uh, me and the oh, yeah. me, me and the boys. Uh, get my get my two two dollar and a quarter PBRs. It's also um uh Halloween costume night at the Moose Lodge tonight. Um, and the uh the uh, fish fry is also this evening. So. Uh, I'm going to make some bad food choices. I'm going to have about eight to 10 PBRs and, and chill out a little bit, watch the world series. And then when the karaoke starts, I'll probably go someplace and smoke a cigar quietly and watch the game because I can't, I can't be around people singing, you know, dressing up as Johnny cash at the moose lodge in the middle of Illinois, thinking that it, they're going to be discovered that night. I got to watch the game and have my cigar and chill out. Are they really taking it that serious at the moose? lodge? Oh, dude. No yeah, no, listen. So, what you got to come up with Albert one night and we'll just go to it. You won't fucking believe it. It's there are literally people that are dressed up and go in there and like are belting, like something like there's a talent agent there, you know? And I'm like, Hey man, like somebody, somebody got up. This is great. There was a woman that got up there the other night, a white lady, probably in her middle fifties who went up there and did Tony Braxton unbreak my heart. And I was like, this isn't really fucking happening. Is it? Like, you love me again. again. Right? Like, <laughs> exactly, right? And she is, like, on her knees, like, belting out. I was like, we got to find out who hurt her because we have to go kill that guy or that girl, whoever it was. I was just like, but they are so – there's a group of about 10 or 20 of them. And, unfortunately, me and my big mouth, I'm sitting there with one of the other coaches, and we're watching the game, and we're making fun of these people. And, like, two of them are sitting next to me. They look like Ghanas, you know, like – People that just like rolled out of some hill somewhere that were getting ready to sing and taking turns. I mean, it was unbelievable. And they're, of course, they're drinking water. They're not drinking. They don't have an excuse like they're intoxicated or whatever. They just go out there and do it. So then my buddy was like, hey, what song would you do right now? And I was like, you know what? I think we got to take it down a notch. It's getting a little loud in here. There's a lot of people doing like Guns N' Roses, ACDC. I'm like, I'm going to do Patrick Swayze. You know, she's like the win. Because why not? You know, like if you're gonna, like you're gonna, she's like the win. right. I thought you were gonna do like some sort of Bobby McFerrin song. No, no, no. She's like the wind. Turn the turn the screen off. I know every word. We don't we don't need this. We don't need to look at the words. Oh, Let's no. go. Let's do it. You know. <laughs> so luckily, luckily, I got talked out of it before I went up there and did it. He's like, Dude, if you do that, I have to leave. I'm like, well, <laughs> so, anyhow, it was pretty funny. But yeah, it's like the Moose Lodge is a crazy time. Like I've been more like 
I've been drinking a long time, obviously, as we all have. But I mean, I've left there absolutely shit canned, like one eye blind. And, and the bill is like twenty seven dollars. I'm like, how can that even be? You know, it's like it doesn't make any sense. Like nobody's keeping a real accurate ledger there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, what was I just gonna fucking say? Oh, One Eye Blind is a good uh, cover band name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get hammered and just do all Third Eye Blind songs. Who would they? Who would they be? Who would they be a tribute to? Seven Third Eye Blind, of course. Yeah. Third Eye Blind. Oh, see, like, okay, so do you do you guys know? Johnny won't know this, but. Steve, do you remember the old radio disc jockey Kevin Matthews? Yes, of course, Chicago. So yeah, right. So he used to do a game like that where somebody would call in and they would say they would say stuff like that, like, "Oh, I was, you know, I, I was uh, one eye blind or whatever." And he would say, "I was in a band called One Eye Blind," and then the guy behind him would say tribute to, and he would come up with something crazy, and it was always really funny. So it was something. It was always something really stupid like that, but it was it was a it was a pretty good bit that they did back in the day in the eighties when I was a kid. Yeah, radio's gone, huh? It's just yeah, ant- such an antiquated. I mean, there's a lot of people that work in it. And Sirius is still doing what it's doing, but it's. I mean, so, do you know anybody yeah. that's like, "Hey, man, let's turn on the radio and listen to music"? Dude, rap. I the you know, I listen to the local NPR station here only because they had at night when I get in the car, they have really good new independent rock. Like they have some oh, that's DJ cool. that comes on, like at, 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 and it's the only place you can find it uh but that's it college I mean, radio essentially that's it yeah yeah something like that yeah exactly yeah yeah right you get turned on to like new hit what the kids are listening to these days. exactly that's exactly yeah, what i do exactly yeah, yeah, for sure. but even like even like xrt here anymore t like it's not they, it's not like cutting edge anymore like it used to be you know right it is it's the college a, radio station actually i think it's still out of westwood from ucla i'm pretty sure that's the oh station. yeah 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 probably yeah. by the way ucla is good at football this year they the quarterbacks okay. that quarterback's great I kind of got a little crush on UCLA. I mean, I hate Notre Dame. I hate USC. I despise Notre Dame. I do too. I do too. And in Chicago, they're just like everything. People just love fucking Notre Dame in this area. I mean, I get it here, but I mean, the Chicago people just are fucking nuts about Notre Dame. A lot of the South Side Irish, I think, you know, that's a big thing for them. You know, I don't get that. They, the Notre Dame they have thing. a they have a kinship with it, right? So they there's this idea that Notre Dame is this very Catholic straight laced university, you know, um, and that they espouse all these, you know, good Catholic South side values. And the, the, the area that I went to high school in is, is pretty staunch Irish Catholic, you know? And so uh, I think that that's part of the reason why there's such a love affair with it. And the reason why I disliked it, nothing, be, nothing against Notre Dame. I don't, I don't care anything about the university or the team and the people that play there, but there were so many people that I disliked that were Notre Dame fans that I just figured if there was that many people that I didn't cool. like that were big fans, I must really be sucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, like, I don't have a real problem with the team. I have a problem with their fan base. Well, like Johnny said about the obnoxious fan bases, I mean, I had, I, I have a couple of friends that are Yankees fans, and they're the most obnoxious, insufferable oh, people. Yeah. They're, they're great people to talk to about other things, like music or whatever. You start talking about the Yankees, it's like their birthright. I'm like, you're not on the team, fuckface. The Red Sox what, are like the Red Sox fans are that way too, man. It's it's just I guess probably every team has fans that are like that, but I hate that when you took on turn on the radio and people are saying we we we. You're not you're not on the team, dude. Like yeah. please stop saying that. I hate that. Yeah. You know what I, I call it? I have a term for that. I have a term for that. I have a term for that where you don't actually hate the team, but you hate the fan base that and that causes you to hate the team. I call that the Dave Matthews band effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean when you make the same record for twenty five years straight? 
I have nothing against Dave Matthews band. I have nothing against their music personally, but I hate that his fucking fan base. They're yeah, all like they Amber Crombie and Fitch fucking dumb fucks that can't handle their booze and they fucking if you ever go to a show, you you get your experience ruined by these fucking wing nuts. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure the Red Sox are great. I'm sure I'd have fun if I went to a Red Sox game, but I am so sick of the ear beatings the Red Sox fans give you or the Patriot fans. Nothing I hate more than how many rings do you have? Motherfucker, the same amount as you do, zero. Yeah. You have no fucking rings, fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, right. You ain't worth right. shit. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't have a Super Bowl ring. You don't have a fucking nothing. You know, right. it's so true. It's so true. I, you know, the one, the one place that I went to, you know, I've been to a lot of different baseball stadiums and the one place that I went to where the fans are genuinely great and don't do any of that stuff is Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, a beautiful stadium. I mean, honestly, my favorite stadium that I've ever been to baseball wise, it's a, it's a gorgeous really? place. Loved it. The, amb oh. the, the ambience there, um, the, the bridges, the, the fan base, they, you know, Forbes Field, the, the place that they played up and through the 1960s, still has the walls that are there on the uh, Carnegie Mellon University campus there. It's a really cool place, a cool vibe. And Pittsburgh's really kind of up and coming, honestly. I mean, it, they got a lot of really cool microbrews and great places to get sandwiches and stuff like that. But the fans were like, hey, where are you from? Like They were, they were playing the Cubs that day when we were there. Where are you from? Are you a Cubs fan? No, I'm not a Cubs fan. We're talking, but they know their stuff, man. They were talking about 79 team and Willie Stargell and Dave Parker smoking in the dugout, like just great, like really knowledgeable people who were not pretentious at all. Um, and that was really cool. I had a similar experience when we were in Denver I, and I guess, you know, they've never won anything either. I guess maybe that's why, but um, that was, that's a great place to see a game too. I just love that city. That whole state's beautiful. I, I we went, you know, we went to Colorado a couple of fucking months ago. It was, I was just, fucking blown away yeah it's gorgeous by fucking colorado i was blown away by how fucking beautiful it looks like everywhere you look looks like a fucking postcard or it's a national po geographic yeah. something yeah yeah you're like you, you get to live here and you can smoke pot and look at all this shit yeah it's unbelievable speaking of smoking pot i heard you ran out of your fucking banana bread shit oh yeah no the banana bread lady died what so yeah, the Moose Lodge. She, the, there was a woman that used to walk around. And Johnny has no idea what we're talking about. So no. at, at the Moose Lodge, oh, this is a funny story. So um, Moose Lodge has older folks that they cater to, cheap food, cheap drinks, um, and and around here, it's sort of about five or six years ago, it kind of became like people in my age group in their mid forties to you know um, hang out there. It was a nice, easy, cheap place to go. And usually the wives don't like going there, you know, so it's a really great place to go for that reason. So, so the, this old lady who was, would come in and she'd be, she'd be walking around with like, she'd make like zucchini bread or banana bread or whatever. And she would offer it to you. So one night, um, T, uh, Dysart and I were in there and this was probably five or six years ago. And we were still pretty much in our game at that point. And, uh, He's like, if this woman comes around here one more time to offer me a piece of this fucking bread, I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill somebody. And I was like, well, let's not kill her. I mean, she's like 90 or whatever. So he every time we went in there, he would give her 20 bucks. He's like, can I just buy the whole thing? And he'd take <laughs> it. He bought it. He took it. He threw it in the garbage can, <laughs> gave her 20 bucks and said, Here, give this to the children of Mooseheart or whatever. Like, you know, you know how you know how he is better than I do even. Right, team. So like, yeah, that's how, that's how Jeff is. But here's a funny story. So on my way home, I, one of the reasons I like to move slides is because I can stop it on my way home. I have a couple of beers real quick. 
before I got to get home to the kids and do whatever it is I'm doing. So I walk in there like on a Thursday afternoon in the middle of summer, last summer. And it's a pretty big bar. It loops around, you know, probably, probably 40 or 50 seats around the bar. And uh, I walk in and there's these two old women, old, old women sitting there drinking Miller Lite out of the tap. Um, and they're down at the end of the bar and me, that's it. And the bartender, that's it. There's only three people in the place. And, um, they're talking about it being one of their birthdays. So I tell them at the Moose Lodge, what you can do is you can buy coins. You don't buy drinks. Like you don't go over and say, I'm going to buy you a drink. You get them a coin. And then the bartender goes, gives them a coin and says, Hey, the guy down at the end there wants to buy you a drink, whatever you're drinking, he'll pay for it. So they're drinking Miller Lite. I'm a big spender, right? Probably cost me five bucks. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to buy her a drink for her birthday. It turns out she was 90. So there's the two women down there. One of them is 90. One of them's probably not far behind or whatever. I buy them a drink and they wave to me and then they wave me over. Oh, shit. So I go over there and I'm like, I'm, I'm the like, fuck. Right. Right. So I'm like, OK, what's this all about? So I go and, I go and sit over <laughs> there and she's just like, what's your name? And I said, oh, my name is Mike. She's like, Mike, thanks for the drink. That's really nice of you to do that. I go, oh, you're welcome. I said, how's your day going? Oh, my day's going great. I'm really happy to be 90, blah, 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 whatever. She goes, by the way. Just wanted to tell you something. That's why I told you to come over. Just because you bought me a drink doesn't mean I'm going to sleep with you. And I swear <laughs> to God, I did not bat an eyelash. It's one of those <laughs> moments. You know how you have those moments where like later on, you're like, oh, I wish I would have said that. This is one of those times where I had it right in my pocket. And I was like, I just pulled it out. And I go, well, I didn't know that that was on the table. <laughs> if I had known it was on the table, I would have bought you a stronger drink. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's so it's funny. A good- Good times, though. It's a cool place to hang out, really. Did you guys see that this scumbag of all scumbags, this guy is the Kanye West of the NFL, Antonio Brown, is now selling T-shirts of him hugging Giselle. I mean, all he does is troll Tom Brady. And Are now he's serious? selling, you look it up, online, he's, he's trolling Tom Brady and selling pictures of him and uh, uh, of Antonio Brown and Giselle. Oh my God! You have to be kidding! I gotta look this up. And he okay, just here. got sued for like a million five. And Antonio Brown's bizarre reasoning behind roasting Tom Brady with Giselle T-shirt. What is his bizarre reasoning? Oh my uh, God! Oh, that's crazy! I'm looking at it on my phone here. Okay, that's wild. here's here's I'm gonna re I'm gonna play. We're gonna play his like explanation of it here, which is apparently uh. He really is the Kanye West of the NFL. He's just strange, dude. He's so strange. Ask the question. Hey, you play with this guy. This guy had your back. What happened between the two of you guys? That's a that's a sincere question. What happened? This is a guy. I wrote what he said when Who's you guys this, were done. I'm sure you saw it. He says, obviously, it's a difficult situation. We all want him. Everybody should find to help him do what they can to help him in ways he really needs it. We all love him. We care about him deeply. We want to see him be at his best. Unfortunately, it won't be with our team. We have a lot of friendships that will last. Most important about football is a relationship with your friends and teammates. They go beyond the field. I think everyone should be very compassionate and empathetic. Some very difficult things are happening. So you, you know you know what he didn't do? Not once did he throw you under the bus. How is he going to throw me under the bus? But no, How? How no, would you throw me under the bus? How? But but what I'm saying is it's not how. It's not how. You <laughs> how know, could he? How could you throw me under the it's, bus? It's, but, but, but you did. I did what? The, 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 the scar that hurts the most here, he's got a scar that's massive. It's this big. Bro, and it's his uh, wife, and you put salt <laughs> all over it. 
<laughs> that is that is a woman he's got kids with, man. That's gonna that's gonna hurt if they did. They didn't put There's my kids, shirt. my mother, and my kids out too. Everyone. I but he never did that to you. That is what it Brady is. didn't do that to you, bro. Brady had your back. I know. And, but, but, but Brady had your back the entire time. Brady was all love with you. Brady went at bat for you. I mean, how many of those shirts Perotti, you think man, you got it's a shirt to raise money for the fatherless kids. It's, just... it's raising money for fatherless you know kids. <laughs> but even that's you know what I'm a saying. Dick. Now that's a dig. This is a real moment that happened at the studio at, at the game. Play the video. No, no, it's I, a dig because you don't understand it. You trying to make me rationalize it? Why you want? Why to tell you what is going on? Like what? What did it? What did I, it mean? I, I, I'm not smashing this if, girl. I don't know his. Oh, I don't, that's not where I'm going. That's not where you just said. No, oh, my God, Paul. Okay, not where I'm going. All right, not where I'm going. <laughs> where you? Where I'm going? It's to. a T-shirt that raised money from a real moment yeah. that happened. How is this a reach? It says booming on it. Because they're going through a divorce. People go through stuff every day, man. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Yeah, I People go through stuff every what day. What about me when I'm on uh, the news for, uh, I'm crazy. Something happened over oh, this. This bro has a t-shirt on his shirt, bro. Image that. God, that's crazy. Happened, God, he is crazy, isn't he? He's crazy. I have, I have two what words for, I have two words for you. Mood stabilizer. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's get one here, buddy. He's, what a he's, weird guy. He's, he's fucking lost it, this guy. By the way, speaking of lost it, Brady, uh, uh, I mean, is it over? What, what are we looking at here? He looks like he's lost about 15 pounds, 20 pounds maybe. He doesn't do any weight training anymore. I love from it. The, from the look of it. Uh, I mean, if he, if he if he wants if he's worried about keeping his weight up, he could hang around with me for a couple of weeks. We'll get him right back to where he was. I mean, he, they're so bad this year that it's great. the Falcons and the Panthers are playing on Sunday for first place. The Panthers Johnny, are two and five. Johnny, what and do you if they win Sunday, that? they'll be tied. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, PJ Walker is the quarterback. I, how, I don't want to bet on anything. I guarantee he throws the ball more than fucking Mariota. Mariota threw fourteen more passes than fucking you did last weekend, Johnny. In the NFL, <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah, I mean, you know, NFL throwing fourteen with two passes. guys that they don't trust to throw the ball much. I mean, that's what you yeah. got coming up here. It's uh, and yet they are competing to be the best, the the king of the NFC South this year. Well, at least, at least they're not the Bears. Worst <laughs> division in football, NFC South, true or false? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's, it seems that way. Of course, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. definitely. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I think mean, a team in there has a winning record. We're trying they? to tank. No, uh, dude, we're two and five, and if we beat you guys, we'll both be tied at three and five, and we'll be three and zero oh in the division, so we'll be in first place. That's crazy. But isn't Someone's going to win that division with a losing record. There's something nice to be said, though. I mean, to your point that you guys are making, I, I you don't want to see people get injured. You don't want to see people's career come to a close because of some people. But like, it, it's really nice to see Rogers and and Brady struggle. It's um, great, and their pomposity. It, it karma is a bitch. She will come back and she will bite you. And if you think that if you're going to be able to play and brag about playing, I'm going to play till I'm 45. I'm going to play till I'm 50. Human beings aren't meant to play professional sports at that age anymore, man. Like they're going to get you. Someone's going to get you, well, and you and don't I want think, to see him get hurt. I, I think he. I think he finally didn't get. He wasn't all in. He clearly didn't have both feet in. You know what I mean? Right. Like that. It just shows you. I mean, it shows you how much talent he had that he could do it this this far you know th at this age to begin with but it also shows you that if you did just lack the little bit of edge i mean it just all goes it all goes oh, away it's a great he, point johnny because he's point. clearly distracted i mean and and he should have played miss, he should have stayed retired a month at training camp either you can't no, miss half no. a month at training at, camp four, at 45 
No, it's why it's why Baker reasons. it's why Baker was so bad is because they spent so much time dicking around about how much of their sal his salary they were going to pick up that he missed all of training camp and and barely had time to learn the plays. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's yeah, but Brady, yeah, I mean, what what do you think now? Will he say so? The divorce happens. He feels like that's done. Is he going to want to go out like this? Do you think he's going to try again? Will anybody hire? Will anybody have him back? Because he's the kind of guy, does he want to go out like this? You know what I mean? Well, he's not going to be one of those kind of guys that's going to take a fucking, uh, you know, $5 million contract to maybe be a backup and earn no. a starting spot. No, he'll have to be a starter, yeah. So who the fuck's going to pay him $30 million for one fucking year? QB injury? He's got to wait for an injury he somewhere, He can't right? throw the ball 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe that's what happens here. You know, you get the phantom injury. He has to hang it up. You know, he's done. And then he goes into the booth and makes fifty million dollars a year. You think he'll do that? See, I don't think he'll do that. I don't think anybody's going to be upset. The booth, I mean. But what? But here, the thing that I think that's interesting about Brady is like I don't think he knows how to quit. Like I don't think he knows like how to walk away from it. So like I could totally see him now that he's not married anymore. I could totally see him going into the booth and being great at it. Like I think he'd be really good at it. Um, but you know he doesn't know how to. It's the same thing that happened with Jordan. They just don't know when to. Yeah. They don't. They don't know when to stop. They're yep. such competitors. They don't know when to make it be done. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 the, the, the sooner the sooner he's out of the NFL, the happier I'll be. Which LeBron well, is breaking down now too. You're seeing, you're seeing LeBron fall apart. Yeah, he's been doing it a long time. Lakers, ladies, Lakers stink. They stink. That's the pretty wild, huh? Lakers. I, I don't think it. anybody saw that coming. I'm not a big basketball guy, but I didn't see that coming. Not 0 and 5. Sure as shit. Not. Yeah. And then it's funny. You got all their fans talking about all the guys they need to trade for. They just have no concept of, you know, well, you have to have something to offer. They're like, yeah, we'll send Westbrook and get Terry Rozier back. And we're like, you know, as Hornets fan, we're like, uh, no, nobody wants Westbrook on their team. No, no thank he's you. A, he's a cancer. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants him. It's so funny. It's they're just used to tampering and you know having LeBron James basically be their GM that they think they can do whatever they want. But yeah, it's a they're they're in for a rough ride, and it couldn't happen to a, a better, more deserving bunch of uh, yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers uh speaking of old people and then we'll wrap this up pretty soon here johnny are you have any interest or are you watching i know mike you're not a huge combat sports guy but you got this uh, Anderson Silva fucking Paul brother. Oh, the Paul thing. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in, I'm gonna check that out for sure. That's yeah. in about three hours. It's the best fight. It's the best person he's fought by far. Would you say? All he does is fight forty five year old retired people. At but some it, this point is time, the best person, though, right? Don't you think this is the best person he's fought though by far? 
Yeah. Yeah, I do. This is the the probably whatever the odds are. And you can go to our good friends at mybookie.com, use the code PDS. Let's see. And um, they'll double whatever you put in. That's great. Up to $2,000. But I really want to see somebody beat Paul. Johnny, did you see the footage? Paul is a big favorite, actually. Uh, of minus, course he should minus be. 240, he's going off. He's got 100 pounds on the fucking guy. Oh, does he really? And 20 years. Man, about 10 think years be that and big 30 pounds. 10 years and 30 pounds or something. But uh, uh, did you see the footage of Paul getting his fucking world rock sparring? No, but who who did it? Look it up. Look at it. It's a great... Johnny, I, this guy gets so fucking wobbly. You throw the R word in, whatever you want to do. He gets <laughs> fucking knocked crooked. Oh, wait, wait. I, now, are you talking about Silver or Paul that no, got... Paul. I'd love to see him with, get drilled. Hasim Rahman Jr.? He, t- he takes an overhand right. Here, I'm just going to pull this out helmets. here. They're wearing here, helmets. You tell me he what I'm looking for. He takes an overhand right, and he kind of walks towards the camera. Tell me what I'm looking for. I got him with Hasim Rahman Jr. here. Uh, they're talking about Anderson Silva getting KO'd and training. No, he did get knocked out, and they were a little worried about having the fight go on. But Silva got fucking. I mean, uh, Paul sparring. Uh, I'll know it if I fucking see it. It's kind of Jake Paul knock it, knock the fuck out sparring. Is this it? <laughs> This is him no. knocking people out. I mean, he gets super. Oh, oh here we go. This might be it, right? Here. Guys, make sure to like and subscribe if you're fans of Jake Paul or Tyron Woodley. Oh, this is hey, from guys, a year ago. What's up? It's your- no. That's not it. I'll find it. I'll find it and send it to you. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, this is I, it right I, here. I right? watch it, I go. I don't know. I, this guy is highly susceptible to an overhand right because he gets. Completely cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I can't wait to, to see him go down. Walk and they just immediately stop everything. It's, but I, I mean, I'll be now. There's an NFL guy fighting a MMA guy on there. On the card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is it? It's an ex running back. Hold on, I'll check it out. It's, it's like one of the maybe the second fight. It's not even like one of the co names or anything like that that I'm interested in too. Um, just we got. Uh, let me see if I recognize any of these names. It's a fucking running back for oh, sure. Oh, Le'Veon Bell's fighting Uriah Hall. Wow, that's cool. Uriah Hall. Oh, Le'Veon, wow. Le'Veon Bell's probably gonna get killed. That's 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 interesting. Le'Veon Bell fighting. Wow. It's his first ever fight going against. And he's fighting UFC Uriah Hall. Fucking... That's so funny. And they're probably about the same height, same weight. But I think Le'Veon Bell's a dead man. What do you think it Who's is? These guys just think they can correct. do anything, right? He's also think, a notorious prick. These are guys, though, that they've been able to do anything they wanted their entire lives. So they think, well, obviously, I can beat people's ass in the ring, too. Oh, yeah. A hundred million billion percent. Yeah, I'm excited. That's my fucking plans. And I'm watching the World Series. Uh, maybe I'll meet you at the Moose Lodge. And then I'm going to uh, and watch these fights. I'm going to watch the World Series, watch these fights. There's no real college football on tonight. Man, Penn State almost. Beat uh, there, uh, I'm sorry. Rough. What? There is the University of North Carolina ranked number 22 in the country, taking on Pittsburgh for the for the Coastal Crown. Essentially, we'll win the Coastal Division. Basically, if we uh, if we win that game, so I've never seen anybody have another. Maybe my love for the the sweet, sweet, sweetness of 
of uh, Young Wei Koo. <laughs> Second to that for man crushes and someone that's got a boner for another man is Johnny's love for this quarterback at Carolina. Oh, he's so good. Oh, he, God, he'll go, he's dude, he'll be the he'll be the number one quarterback uh, in two years. Absolutely, he's a freshman, but he's I mean he's a freshman. He's got the best stats in football right now. That's awesome. Yeah, he's great. You love him. Drake May is the guy's name. He remember Luke May, that guy hit that shot in the to send Kentucky home uh, a few years ago in the tournament. Yeah, it's, it's his it's his little brother. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and he's great. He's great. He was huh. committed to Alabama. Changed his mind. Came to North Carolina when they when Alabama brought in the kid that's there now. What's his name? Uh, you know, I'm talking about the, their quarterback right now. Uh, and and he's uh, yeah, he's everything. He's all world best quarterback I've ever seen. <clears throat> yeah, wow, I mean, bold, he's already. I mean, statement. he's like yeah. And Sam Howell. I mean, we had Sam Howell and we had uh, Trubisky, and you know, we've had some decent no, quarterbacks go, over the past. Stop, don't say that again. <laughs> uh, but I mean, they were good college quarterbacks, you know, like solid mm-hmm. college quarterbacks. And yeah, he's, keep way, he's, he's far better than than either. Mike's well, a, a Trubisky guy. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Nobody's a Trubisky them. guy. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> Trubisky does. Trubisky. Although I mean, poor Bears fans. I mean, Fields. Jesus, guy can't throw. Well, they, you know, they did alter the game plan last weekend, and it was pretty interesting to see how they did that. I mean, they they obviously took some plays out of Greg Roman's Lamar Jackson playbook and did some uh, runs and um, and design runs for Fields that yeah. opened up a little bit of the passing for him. He's he made some adjustments. I mean, I, they beat the crap out of the Patriots. I know that the Patriots are pretty bad. I, I I thought they were going to be far better than the Bears, though. And the Bears finally actually... getting Mooney the ball too. That's that's important for my fantasy team. Yeah, that, yeah that guy, for sure. He's a good sure. receiver. Well, and he he's a little bit miscast as a number one on that team. Probably, I mean, yeah. He'd be better off as a slot guy, probably. But um, Fields is showing some some progress. I mean, obviously not as fast as what anybody would want it to be here, but. Um, you know, he he tends to hold on to the ball too long and be indecisive. And I think anything that they can do to help him facilitate that and make it a little bit quicker decision making for him is probably going to be helpful. Jason, we were talking about how weird a year this is for quarterbacks, right? Remember you were running down Insane. the list. This is the craziest year for quarterbacks that I can ever remember. I can never remember. You had all the drama in Carolina with you guys having every quarterback and now they're all on the bench. Yeah, for P.J. Walker, a guy who was six there the whole time. He was there the whole months, time. Six months of hearing of where Garoppolo is going to go. He goes nowhere. Uh, what's his name? And uh, Wilson goes to Denver and shits the bed. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are shitting the bed. Now Brady's going through this divorce. I mean, it's the craziest fucking year for quarterbacks. And then you got what, Geno remember. Smith. I mean, <laughs> like, like if I told that you coming? that Geno Smith, P.J. Walker and fucking, uh, you know, all these guys would be the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You'd be like, you would bet me anything. Well, P.J. Walker, I mean, he had one good week. Let's let's not get carried away here. I'm just saying, you, if I okay, if I would have told you uh, in August, hey, with everything that's going on in Carolina, oh, don't forget about the fucking hand job prints in fucking Cleveland. All that yeah, shit we had to fucking of course, deal with. Yeah, I mean, that I was... mean that's still ongoing. But if they, I told you in August PJ Walker's your starter, you would have done you would have taken any bet. Well, dude, and ESPN did this big story this week about uh the whole how everything went down in Carolina with the quarterbacks, you know, and just kind of went through each quarterback that they I read had. that you sent that to me. Oh, yeah, it's that so interesting, interesting. Uh, as a Carolina fan because well, apparently 
a lot of the front office was sold on Justin Herbert and trading up for him. And they had a great relationship with Dave Gettleman, you know, the former GM. They could have yeah. jumped, they could have jumped the Chargers and gotten him pretty easily. But it sounds like uh Matt Rule, uh, who made series a series, I mean, just one bad decision after the other with respect to quarterbacks, uh, didn't want to waste the draft capital. Uh, we, so we could be having, I mean, it could be Justin Herbert and we're not worrying about this at all right now. Oh, man. Uh, and yeah, I, it's, it's, I mean, it's just a nightmare if you read through it. Matt Rule then was sold on Darnold and kind of forced that down management's throat. I mean, he went to Fitterer and it's like, Darnold, Darnold, Darnold. And they said that his management style, Matt Rules, is to just grind the owner and grind the GM until they're on the same page. Uh, and so, you know, he, he did the same thing with Mayfield. He was sold on Baker and, and now he's gone. So good, glad, glad, glad to see it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I mean, they, they, like, you can tell you can tell us a head coach because immediately they're playing better. I mean, they're playing better immediately after he left. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when you remove. Oh, by the way, I hate to say this to you, Mike, but I'm 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 taking the Cowboys in my uh, fourteen parlay. Oh, you should. I, I got think the Bears. You guys are, I think you guys are in trouble this week. Oh, oh yeah, the Bears. Is it the Bears? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that defense. That defense with your offensive line. This is what I was saying. This is my impression of uh, is Fields in the huddle. This is what he calls every play. Okay, run for my life on three. Break. <laughs> How was Prescott last week? I didn't see. I didn't see much of that. Rusty. Yeah, serviceably rusty. Serviceably rusty. That was his first game back, right? That was his first game back. But that defense just saves his ass every fucking time. You guys want. You guys want to run through the lines real quick. Decent- What's that? You got, do you got time to run through the lines real quick? You want to run through the lines for yeah, NFL? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Panthers, Falcons. That's uh, Falcons going off by minus four. They're favored by four. I like Falcons, and I uh, and and I'll tell you, I got four a fourteen parlay for everybody, and we'll go over the code here in a second for for my bookie. But okay. Falcons are in my fourteen parlay. I like the Falcons to win that game by about maybe nine. Okay. All right. I yeah. I I mean, shit. I don't have a strong feeling about that game. Honestly, I think you're probably right. I can't. I just can't trust PJ Walker. The guys I've seen like him be bad so many times. Well. I like the under of that. It's game over under well. forty one. You like the under on that? Okay. If the over under on that was nine, I still like the under. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you got you got a pick for us, Michael? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> No, okay. Who's right. who's who's playing? What do you guys? Uh, we got Panthers Falcons. Panthers Falcons. Uh, Atlanta's favored by four. Man, I would I would hope that Atlanta could win that game. Jesus. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, the two and five team that's trying to tank, desperately trying to tank. Uh, we got a six thirty a.m. game for me here on the West Coast. Broncos and Jags. Uh, that's in London. Uh, Jacksonville's favored by two and a half there. I like Jacksonville in that. Again, this is the return of Russell Wilson, so we'll see what he can do after two weeks off. But uh, does anybody uh, care? Nobody really. cares. I mean, that we're sending two, 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 and five teams to England. Uh, how they is that? Get a break. England yeah. can't get a break. They get it's all that and Thursday fun. night, right? That and Thursday yeah. night. They've just been getting the worst games. Awful. The worst games. Um. Okay. Then we got the Bears and the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by ten. Shit. Damn, that's scary. Yeah, I might take I might take the Bears there actually to cover. You know well, what? They don't get blown out, man. I mean, honestly, other than the one game that they've played this year, they keep everything pretty close. Just traded one of your better defensive linemen. Correct, and that's going to hurt tomorrow night. Well, we didn't even talk about McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean that had to be done, but 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think the Bears are going to win that game, but I, I think that they could cover that spread. I'll take the Bears on the points. Yeah, me too. Okay, uh, Dolphins, Lions, the one single win, Lions. Uh, Miami's favorite only by three and a half, though. I'll take Miami. Yeah, yeah me, me too. too. Easily, I think. Uh, Cardinals uh, going to Minnesota. It's a tough uh, one. Minnesota's favored by three and a half there. <sighs> I'm taking Minnesota all day. And that one. Yeah, I will too. Yeah, the Cardinals are just really dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Murray's I mean, another got... guy that if you told me you know a year or two years ago that he was gonna be this what he is now, I, I would I'd be shocked. I, I thought he was gonna be maybe top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He, 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 I think he's got that RG three syndrome. You win rookie of the year, you you it's play too, great. He's too little. You play violent yeah. and you're little. It's tough. That's yeah, tough. That's it. All right. We got Raiders going to New Orleans. Uh, Vegas Raiders. only favored by one and a half here. I'll take Raiders on that. Yeah. yeah. New Orleans is in shambles. They're banged up. And I fucking, I can't. Who's playing I, quarterback? I is it, it is it Dalton again? Quarterback? Who, who's doing I think Dalton. I thought Dalton was starting tomorrow. That, that's, uh, I you, think so. That means take whoever they're playing against. <laughs> uh, we got Pats uh, traveling to New Jersey to play the Jets. Uh, New England's favored by two and a half here. Oh, I'll take the Jets on that. Yeah, I would too. I, I I was shocked at how bad New England was last week. I didn't know if they were that bad. That's a weird line to me. Two and a half there. Uh yeah, I think you guys are right, but something is fishy about that. Two and a half points. Um, uh, Steelers going to the Eagles. Eagles are favored by eleven. That's a boy, they run wow. that out there, don't they? I still take the Eagles. Yeah, me too. Yeah, although the too. kids look pretty good. I mean, you know, although you I mean Shit, him or Trubisky, you could flip a coin of who's going to be better. I think right now. Please stop saying his name. <laughs> Mitch <laughs> Mitchell, Mitch. Uh, okay, Titans going to play the Texans. Wow, that's an even. That's a that's a pick 'em. You know why? Because uh, the rookie is starting. Oh, wait for the for the Titan. I mean. Colts just fucking benched Matt Ryan, and now they got – and that's another quarterback crazy thing. Who saw Matt Ryan getting benched for the rest of his life? Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, um, but get um, the fuck off my the, field. So they, so it's two crazy quarterbacks going. The Colts got this guy that's never played before. and uh, um, Well, no, it's rookie, Tennessee, though. Tennessee, we're talking about. Tennessee's got the rookie going. Um, Wait, who's uh, – At quarterback. That one what, guy is, that – Tannehill's hurt? Oh, he's oh, – okay, he's hurt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, who's the it. rookie that they got that everybody was so sexy after? The guy from uh, that small school, oh. Liberty. Oh, yeah, yeah, Malik Willis. Malik right, Willis right. is starting. Yeah. So I think they just go, hey, man, we don't know what to do with this. You got two quarterbacks that have barely played in the NFL. To you I'm taking the Titans. And I take the I Titans as well. I am as well. Just got to trust that they know what to do with that. To kind yeah, of grind, grind it out. You know? um, Commander is going to the Colts. Uh, Indy's favored by three. Um, ah, boy, I'll take Washington. Yeah, I think I would do that too. Yeah, they've been, boy, they've been gritty, haven't they? They've been in everything. They're another team that's kind of been there, Washington, just kind of, and Heineke's and tough, man. Apart. Yeah, I, 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 it's Taylor, Taylor's healthy, right? He, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's healthy. Um, Niners going to play the Rams, another even game here. Uh, picking. Wow. I'll take I the Rams. I'll take the Niners because they own the Rams. And I this is the crazy thing about LA sports is the Rams are practicing on a silent count all week for a home game. 
Oh, it's wow. gonna be it's gonna be so many Niners fans there. That's it's interesting. It's gonna be eighty percent Niners fans for the wow. uh, uh, in Los Angeles. Dude, I was surprised. We went to see uh, the Panthers play a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know when the the game where Robbie Anderson lost his mind on the sideline, which oh, was yeah, very yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, and and there were a ton of Panthers fans there. A ton of Panthers fans. I, I guess that place is just always gonna be uh, you know a good percentage of visitors. Um, we got Giants at Seahawks. Seahawks getting three. Uh, I mean, sorry, giving three points there. Six and one Giants going to four and three Seahawks, and they're. And they're I, bet, uh, I bet against the Giants every week, and every week they fight me. And uh, you know what? I'll go Giants. Is there an injury there we don't know about? That's a weird. That's weird. They're getting Giants, no respect. Giants who? Because there is an injury. Well, the Giants. I think DK Metcalf might be out. Well, he's questionable, is what they're saying. Lockett's also, of course, questionable. Yeah, so um, the, the but, receivers are banged up. But no, but I'm expecting the Giants to be favorites. Seattle's favored by three. It's at Seattle, right? Yeah, but I mean, the Giants are six and one, dude. They're three and zero on the road. Yeah, but are they any yeah. good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones has been great, okay, man. Point. He's been That's okay. Point, I, I just I don't. Like, I, I have no idea how good they are. Yeah, the Giants aren't getting any respect though. This feels like one of those games where they, maybe they take it personally and. And do something. By the way, I just want to say, uh, there's another situation. Stafford, like weird quarterback thing. Like, who saw him yeah. not being? I mean, he's it's been a weird he was year so bad against the Panthers. He was so bad. I mean, he's like a different guy. It's been uh, really odd. Yeah. And then, okay, we got uh, last two here. Uh, Packers at Bills. Bills are favored by ten and a half points. Playing the Packers, yes. boy, they kill fallen. the Packers, kill Green Bay. Mike's a big Packer guy. Um, yeah, make Rogers suffer, please. I go Bills on that. I think the Bills are going to steamroll them. The I hope. God, I hope so. They're awful. Packers are garbage. This does Packers seem. This does feel like the game though, where like if Rodgers is going to turn it around, he kind of finally draws a line in the sand and figures it out. He needs so, to do it this week if he's it has to. Be. Yeah, it has to be because it'll be slipping away from them if they don't. Okay, and then finally we got the big rivalry game here: uh, the Bengals playing at the Browns. Uh, Bengals are favored by three in Cleveland. Do the Browns no Jamar Chase? Do the Browns still play? Yeah, you're right. No Jamar Chase. That's right. I didn't. I, I didn't know that the, the Browns were still in the league. Yeah, yeah I, I, think still so. take I still the, take. The I still take the Bengals too. Yeah, me too. Is there a more hapless franchise in any sport than the Browns? It's so sad. Yeah, I mean, oh, and the Browns awful. are also missing in Joku. I forgot about that. He's a good tight end. Uh, yeah, they're they're fucked. All right, that's it. That's it for football. That's it for football. That's it for the podcast. Mike Carter, thank you so much. Everybody go. And how, how what do they look up? Do they look up triple play fantasy or do they look up fantasy baseball beat? How do they No, so it? yeah, you gotta go to triple fantasy or uh triple play fantasy baseball uh website or I'm not the website podcast. Triple fantasy, the, that's a that's a band that uh only plays the John Lennon album Double Fantasy uh during their <laughs> tribute, their, their, tribute their, to John Lennon. Yeah, there you tribute go. Tribute to John yeah. Lennon's double no, fantasy. <laughs> the triple play fantasy network we're on that we're housed there uh, we're just getting started we've done two we got a couple more that are going to be coming out we'll be busy all winter doing it um i appreciate you guys having me on and kind of being able to plug it a little bit you can find me on twitter i have the worst twitter handle of all time it's not even debatable it's at mdrc0508 ask me why don't know uh it's been that way i got on twitter like five six years ago just because my daughter got on it for class I was just trying to check in on her, and then I just kind of got addicted to it. So, um, yeah, I do all my fantasy writing at Fantrax. I also write for another website called Nine Any Know It All. Um, and uh, I'll be down in Arizona this week for the uh, first pitch Arizona um, 
uh, conference down there and going to some Arizona Fall League baseball games next weekend. So I'm really looking forward to getting down there and seeing some baseball. Awesome, buddy. I love you. And also, everybody, this week, November 2nd, on YouTube is Ari's new special, Jew, on YouTube. His new comedy special, it's hilarious. Uh, I saw him work it out for fucking the better part of a year. Then COVID happened, so he couldn't shoot it. So he finally got it shot, and it's coming out November 2nd on YouTube. You can watch it for free. Ari Shafir, Jew. The whole special is pretty much what it's like to be a Jew. It's pretty fucking funny, man. So go, please, check that out as well. Absolutely. Johnny, why don't you suck it? What, what are they saying? Every girl's my girlfriend. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And every girl's my girlfriend. Every girl's my girlfriend. Every girl. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it disturbs me how much Sam loves this song. He dances like he has special needs. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are they saying? Johnny, stop! You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Supporting them. If you are, a, if you're a drunk puncher, what? Oh wow! Buy, buy this album. If you want to find this uh, and buy it, it's the Which kids of Wid, Wid Knee High. Let's get busy is the name of the album. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna put this to vote. Should this be the new punch drunk uh, theme song?